0: Princeton Festival kicks off its 11th season this weekend with jazz, including a jazz piano quintet led by Faulkner Evans, which you're hearing now. There are also free lectures, musical previews, and a hands-on Indian dance demonstration and workshop. I'm Susan Wallner for the Jersey Arts Podcast. I talked recently with the Artistic Director of the Princeton Festival, Richard Yuck. He was taking a break from rehearsing The Marriage of Figaro, which premieres June 13th at the MacArthur Theater. The Princeton Festival is known for its eclectic offerings throughout the month of June. According to Richard, this is what brings people back every year.
1: The ones who are coming back, I think come back for particular um, types of performances. So, you know, we have a big following for the opera presentation every year. Um, we have a big following for the musical presentation. So the people who are coming back are coming back to things that they look forward to uh, every summer. Um, But every year we're also, we find that we're increasing our reach to new people who have not heard about the festival before, and every year we're surprised at how many people who live right here in Princeton have never heard of us
0: the the way that it, the Princeton Festival is described is mm-hmm. that it's dedicated to the performing arts. Mm-hmm. Now that's a very big category. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are the different types of things that somebody would find?
1: Well, well, I mentioned opera and musical theater. We also have jazz. There's chamber music. There's an annual piano competition. We have presented world music in the past. This this year for the first time we're having. Uh, Katak dance and Indian classical music, Um, we have country music this year for the first time, there's a piano recital with this exciting Chinese pianist Fei Fei Dong, Um, so there's really something for everyone, it's a very diverse offering.
0: I saw that you have the musical, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yes. What makes that fit into a program that also has The Marriage of Figaro and a piano competition?
1: Well, the musical plays in a, a black box theater on the campus of Princeton University. So we're sort of restricted in the choice of the musical by what will work in that space, that venue that we have. And this is a cast of about nine actors And it's ideal for that space, and it's an extremely funny show, uh, where these young teenagers are vying for this, you know, winning this spelling bee competition. But there's um, another wonderful aspect to the show, which is this improvisatory nature. Volunteers from the audience can go up on stage at their own risk and participate in the spelling bee. (laughs) So... You get words put to you, and if you pass it, you go to the next round, and if you, and if you, get, um, if you get it wrong, then you have to take your consolation prize and return to, the, to your seat in the audience.
0: That is <laughs> so So that funny. means that every
1: performance, it's gonna be a different group of volunteers. And so, it'll be a little bit different each time.
0: And what if somebody in the audience wins?
1: Well, I don't want to let out the secret, it's impossible. (laughs) Okay. It's impossible because the words get harder and harder, and if we realize this volunteer really can spell, we have four pages of words that we can put to the volunteers, and it makes it quite, quite funny and challenging for the actors to have to deal with the unknown.
0: The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee has performances from June 12th through the 28th at the Lewis Center for the Arts. But perhaps the most anticipated production of the Princeton Festival is The Marriage of Figaro, conducted by Richard Tyniak. Richard is the artistic director of the Princeton Festival, but conducting opera is his passion.
1: I do look forward to it very much. But it's very time consuming, because you can imagine a three hour opera in Italian, the amount of time that it takes to rehearse. Um, that amount of music before we get to the theatre. Just yesterday, um, well just this morning, we were staging an aria with the Countess. It only lasts two minutes, but we scheduled 90 minutes of rehearsal to stage those two minutes.
0: Now in addition to actual performances, there's many things, uh, lectures and a master class in conducting. Yes. Why are those part of the festival? Why do you choose to include that kind of event?
1: Part of our mission at the festival is continuing education and and education for audiences of all ages and so the conducting master class really fits into that whole rubric of education. You know young conductors who are either in graduate school or recently out of school and they're looking to their studies in conducting, they want to study with someone in a master class setting, um, and to also to give them an opportunity to have a performance. So they spend the week working with this guest clinician on their technique and we give them a, a choir and a, a small chamber orchestra to conduct on a daily basis and then at the end of the week, not much time, they have to do a public performance and the, the participant conductors will actually conduct the performance and they'll get a videotape of their performance and that's very valuable when they're applying for jobs or gigs that's the reason for the conducting master class and you know as a conductor myself I attended many of these over the years and I just observed how different master classes worked conducting master classes what what was good about certain ones what was not didn't work so well and I tried to put together the best elements of each one
0: How did you become a conductor and what drew you to that
1: <laughs> it's, it's I've been asked that question before I'm not sure that I actually made a decision at any point in time but I, I think I'm a natural leader I I tend to kind of take charge if I find if I'm in a group could be in any kind of setting in a social setting if everybody's being indecisive I kind of take charge. Um, So conducting was sort of a natural path for me to follow and of course I was passionate about music.
0: There's ongoing discussions all the time about how to bring new people into the world of classical music. Mm -hmm. Is the Princeton Festival trying anything new that way?
1: Well you know we talk about this all the time how to bring younger audiences and people who are not exposed to classical music to it, because we think that if they did experience it, some of them would probably find that they enjoyed it. And so one of the things that we try to do um, in our educational outreach, for example, we have this partnership with this team of visual artists called A-Team in Trenton, and last season Uh, one of our board members who was on their board, she just asked me, you know, very casually, could I have some comp tickets to the opera for this group of artists? You know, they've never been to an opera, it might be nice. So I said, of course. So we just sent them tickets and they came and none of them had ever been to an opera before. None of them had ever set foot into the Makata Theater before. And they were so amazed at what they experienced with Poggy and Bass, that one of them was inspired to draw a painting, an oil-on-canvas painting of the opera, a scene of Poggy and Bess. And she just remembered it, the costuming and the scenery, and she made this painting and um, gave it to me as a gift. What a wonderful gift to have. And so that, I I started thinking after that happened, why don't we partner with them for 2015 and commission works, visual works, that are related to the opera that we're doing this year. And so this year we have this partnership with the A team, and they're going to have an exhibit at, I think, Thomas Suite in Montgomery. And they'll have their paintings on exhibit and for sale, and all the proceeds go to them. So we feel good about this because we're exposing them to classical music. But back to the broader question, I think that, you know, we're living in a time where everybody's so busy. So, unfortunately, we're competing with the convenience of technology. And technology is making our lives very much easier, but we're losing that you know, tradition of going to the concert hall and sitting down and listening. And so, it's a challenge, and I don't think there's any easy answer. The whole classical music um, performance paradigm is shifting and it's shifting rapidly and I think what will have to happen at least in part is that artists and performers and producers will have to find a way to use technology to reach those young people.
0: Well that will be interesting to yeah. see. The festival though has such a very interesting mixture of programming. Yes. I mean it is as you said it's like it really does seem like something for everyone.
1: I would just I would just encourage someone who has maybe come to the festival before but has only come to one type of event, you know, like the opera or the um, chamber music concert that maybe they should try something else that is on the lineup for the season. They may find that they enjoy it. Um, do not limit yourself just to the thing that you comfortable with.
0: Thank you so much, Richard. This was fun. The Princeton Festival takes place throughout the month of June at various locations and includes many types of performances, lectures, and classes. For more information, visit princetonfestival.org. For more about all of the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Susan Wallner. Thanks for listening.